You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Central Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to today's episode. Excited to dive into the topic at hand. This is episode 87. Can you believe that? 87. I'm going to answer the question, what is prophecy? We're in the middle of a mini-series talking about the Holy Spirit and all things related to the Holy Spirit and no doubt... When people discuss the spiritual gifts and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, the topic of prophecy often comes up. Before we dive in, let me just give a quick reminder to everyone. Please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. That does two big things. Number one, it makes sure that every episode gets delivered directly to your device. Secondly, it helps us out a ton. The more subscriptions we have, the further up the search rankings we will be. So if you want to help the show out and help us reach more people, hit the subscription button. Two ways to do that. If you're listening uh, to this on our website or streaming this right under the audio player, you should see two buttons. One that's subscribe with iTunes. The other is subscribe with Android. Just click whichever one applies to you. That'll take you over to the page where you can subscribe or you can just look us up on any podcasting app that you're familiar with, whether that's the podcast app on your Apple device or iTunes on your desktop or if that's some other Android device, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. We're now on Google Play as well. That recently launched. So look us up on any of those apps and you'll find the podcast. All right, let's dive right into the meat of today's show. The question is, what is prophecy? Very clearly, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the word prophecy does not just refer to foretelling uh, or, or foreshadowing of the future or to foretell future events. Whenever people think of prophecy, that's what they typically think of, right? Someone who's predicting the future and, and talking about what's going to happen in the future. Um, and that's definitely a part of it. But being a prophet uh, was any form of speaking, particularly if you look at the Old Testament office of the prophet, they did all sorts of things. The, the office of the prophet, the person who was designated by God to be the prophet, was the person that would hear from God on behalf of the people. The prophet would go and spend time with God. God would talk to them. And then the prophet would come to the people and then talk to them and say, this is what God has told me, right? Thus saith the Lord. And they would talk to the people on behalf of of God. But it wasn't just a foretelling of future events. There's a variety of other things. So sometimes it was a rebuke. Sometimes God was saying, I wanted to rebuke my people. And so tell them I say this. Sometimes it was an encouragement. Sometimes it was an exaltation. Sometimes it was instructions. Sometimes it was a call to repentance, right? Sometimes it was a call to worship. Sometimes it was a call to prayer and fasting where God would speak to the prophet and the prophet would go back and say, we need to repent. We need to worship. We need to pray or fast. Uh, sometimes it was a pronouncement of judgment. You know, the prophet would come to a group of people or a particular city or to the nation and say, you've been evil. You've done wickedness in the sight of the Lord. There's going to be a punishment to come. Here's what's going to happen. Um, that, that was that was a form of prophecy. Sometimes it was just teaching or preaching. The prophet would hear from God and they would come and, and teach or preach something that God had, some sort of moral law or some sort of moral teaching. Uh, sometimes it was the installation of a new leader or a new king. You know, some new person was coming to the throne or taking over leadership and the prophet would be there to, to basically pray over them and ordain them 
and, and the spirit of God would be on that person. Um, but of course, the other form of prophecy is no doubt the foretelling of future events, the, the prediction of things to come. And, and there is loads of that in the Old Testament. So in the Old Testament, there was only one person who could be the prophet at a time. Uh, or typically, or a small number, you know, there, there were definitely some prophets that overlapped, but there were typically one small group of people, you know, one prophet to one group of people speaking, you know, list, speaking to them on behalf of God, hearing from God, and then talking to those people. Only, only certain people could have the ability to prophesy. And so this is why it's such a big deal in the New Testament that the Holy Spirit gives full access to every believer to be able to prophesy. It, you know, the New Testament makes it clear that every Christian has the ability to uh, to hear from God on their own and to also speak boldly on behalf of God. So all the things in the Old Testament that the, that the singular prophet could do, we as Christians can do. We can hear from God directly and we can speak boldly on behalf of God. Now, prime the primary way that we should be hearing from God is through his scripture, the the apostles gave us inspired word we should be reading it we should be hearing from god through those words we should be speaking boldly on behalf of god based upon what the bible tells us to be true god speaks to all of us through his word and all of us can can proclaim the truth in scripture boldly therefore all of us have the ability to prophesy in that way now there are additional people the Bible makes it clear to us that have a spiritual gift of prophecy. They have the ability to hear from God through the Bible in a clearer way and maybe occasionally have the ability to, to kind of hear from God in other ways, a little more clearer than the average person, and that maybe they are more gifted to publicly proclaim or to publicly speak the things that God is saying. Um, again, the primary way that we see the gift of prophecy being used in the New Testament church, the way it ought to be used, is is the hearing from God through the word and boldly proclaiming what God is telling us through the Bible. There are certain groups of people that are spiritually more equipped or gifted to do this more than others. 1 Corinthians 12.10 tells us that. 1 Corinthians 12, by the way, is the list of all the spiritual gifts. And every believer has some spiritual gift. But it is up to God to determine who gets what spiritual gifts. That is up to God's good pleasure and sovereignty. Now, there's one other spiritual gift that is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 that is often mixed up with prophecy inappropriately. In 1 Corinthians 12, 8, Paul mentions the utterance of knowledge, or sometimes this is referred to as having words of knowledge. Um, this is basically sometimes people just know things. They kind of have, maybe we call it intuition, we call it a premonition, but, but the Bible calls this a spiritual gift of knowledge. And this is when someone is told something by the Holy Spirit. Now, the problem is, Many, many Christians just take this weird that the particular churches that practice this a lot or promote this a lot um, sometimes just can be weird. And so this is not, doesn't have to be weird. Word of knowledge doesn't have to be weird at all. In fact, I'll tell you, I actually think this is a gift that God has given me in, in a really cool way. Uh, let me just give you an example. Sometimes I'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden I'll just know something. Like someone will just, you know, a friend of mine will just pop my brain. I'll just be like, oh man, you know, Billy is, Billy's having a real tough time today. So I'll shoot Billy a quick text and say, hey, Billy, just, uh, just want to let you know, man, just felt like God wanted me to pray for you. So I just, just praying for you, bro. Thinking about you. Hope all is well. You know, just want to encourage you, man. You're a great dude, whatever. So, um, that was a word of knowledge. I knew something about Billy randomly that I have no way else of knowing. And then I don't know how many times where, 
where I've sent someone that text message and they've come back and say, bro, you don't even know how much that meant to me. Um, there were, not too long ago, uh, a friend of mine uh, was making a really major decision. I, I knew nothing about it. She had to make a major decision in her life that she had not told many people about. And I just felt like one day God told me, hey, pray for Deanna. Just, she's got to make a big decision. So I was praying for her all day long, praying that God would give her wisdom. And then I sent her a text message later that night and I just, just said, hey, Deanna, I just want to let you know, like, um, I felt like God told me you, you need to, I just felt like, you, I, I don't think I even said that. Actually, I think I said something like, you know, just was sensing maybe you had a big decision on your heart today. Just want to let you know I was praying for God to give you wisdom. And then she sent me a text message back and she's like, you just, you wouldn't believe it. Oh my gosh, how did you know that? I mean, she was just blown away by that. And again, it was just this word of knowledge. It wasn't that I'm anything special. Just God give me the spiritual gifts where just things kind of pop in my brain. I just know. And, and I typically use that to pray for people or to encourage people. And I think that's in most cases how God would want us to use that gift. I think there are some churches that say, no, no, that doesn't exist. And they just tell people just that's crazy. And I think I think if we tell people not to practice this gift, we we miss out on the spiritual gift. We miss out on the encouragement that comes through that. I just have known things about people that I otherwise would have no way of knowing. I mean, I remember uh, not too long ago meeting a high school student and I just feel like the Holy Spirit told me like this person was sexually abused and, and they're, they're dealing with it. And I remember just like later that night, uh, or later that, you know, that evening after a church service, you know, I just pulled the, the student aside and just had a conversation. I, and I just, I just asked the student like, Hey, tell me about, you know, any history of abuse. And, and the student just sort of breaking down crying, like, and just, man, I've been, I've been suicidal. I've been thinking about killing myself because that's all I've been thinking about. Like they had been thinking about this for, for the last several weeks and gotten to the point where they were so damaged by it that they were suicidal. And God just spoke to me. I just knew. Uh, I don't even know how I knew. I just, the, the, the thought just popped in my brain, right? And all I can describe it is having this, I had this utterance of knowledge or this word of knowledge. I just knew something about this person that supernaturally was just told to me. And the reason why it was given to me was so that I could counsel this student and, and help this student you know, find Jesus in the midst of this incredibly broken, tragic scenario. So again, I don't think it has to be weird. Um, it's just God speaks to us and he uses us through these supernatural ways uh, to really encourage one another and to build up the body. Now, the problem is there, there are several churches, several types of churches, particularly churches in kind of some of the modern day Pentecostal and charismatic church uh, movements. Uh, I'm not trying to dog on my charismatic brethren. I'm just saying in general, there's a lot of weird things that happen within charismatic churches and they make these things weird. So you have people giving these supposed prophecies, you know, and, and they're just crazy and they, they come up with these wacky things. And I've just seen things damaging. I've heard people, I've seen people go up to people. I think you're supposed to marry this person. You're supposed to do this. And it's like this, they're foretelling the future or they're foretelling what they're supposed to do. And that's not at all what the gift of prophecy or the gift of word of knowledge is supposed to be. These gifts are supposed to be gifts that bring encouragement and motivate us to motivate us to pray and build up the body. They're not supposed to make us feel weird. They're not supposed to bring confusion or division. So I just want to challenge you. If you feel like you have one of these gifts, don't be weird. Use this in a way that seems encouraging, not flaky or fruity. All right. Again, I apologize if it sounds condescending. I don't mean to be condescending. I just, I've just seen a lot of wacky things. Uh, you know, I, I was a part of charismatic churches for uh, multiple churches in the charismatic movement over the course of a 10 or 11 year period. I just saw a lot of wacky things. So I just want to encourage us to just to not be wacky. Take the spiritual gift that you have, couple that with your wisdom and approach it with tact and with care. Um, and, and with and encouraging words, uh, with a pastoral heart, if you approach it with that way, you can use these sorts of gifts in a way that are incredibly helpful 
to the body of Christ. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I sure hope this has been helpful and insightful. And again, I don't mean to sound uh, condescending to my charismatic or Pentecostal brethren. Not at all. I just want to encourage all of us to embrace the spiritual gifts, to do it in a way that is encouraging and lifting up for the body of Christ. If you have a question about this episode or any episode at all, shoot me an email. It's heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Today.